calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Crash, Bandicoot, Wallop. What a video game. Or at least that's what I'm hearing from various reviewers and indeed Dale Driver himself. You've been playing Crash Bandicoot. I have been craying. Yeah, craying. You've been craying. You've been craying. I've also been playing him. Uh, yeah, it's a game. Well, Jesse, you haven't, have you? Sorry? <laughs> you haven't been playing <laughs> no, it. No, have I haven't. And I haven't played Crash Bandicoot since I was. But a wee little boy, which according to everyone on this team was only like a couple months ago. So. I don't know. I think you bring it up more than anyone. Absolutely, you're the one That's not true at all. That's not yeah. true. Um, welcome, thank you, to a wet and windy Friday. I thought we'd just huddle up by the laptops and do a recording, keep warm. Uh, Wicked. This is take two because Dale can be asked to press record. Yeah, <laughs> about that. I may have already spoke about Crash Bandicoot Four for ten minutes at length, and now we're going to have to do it all again. We'll do it again, but do you know what? This will be. It will appear so natural that if I hadn't said that, no one would have realised. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what do you think of Crash Bandicoot 4, though, Dale? Oh, just he takes some water. Come on, this <laughs> is ridiculous. Get ready for this. Uh, so I think Crash Bandicoot 4 is a very good game. Um, it, so as Done. Yeah, Move there on. We go. There we go. <laughs> so as we... Uh, as it's documented, it's actually a sequel to Crash Bandicoot 3, so they've just abandoned everything that went mm-hmm. since. And it very much feels like they took everything from the original 3 and thought, let's just give everybody more of this with a little bit of a modern twist. And, and they've absolutely mm-hmm. delivered on that. What I would say is maybe there's not great sort of innovation there. Um, they've added a few things like rail grinding, which is been seen in other games since then, so it's not necessarily yeah. a new thing. I think you mentioned to me that it was like almost like a Celeste-style gameplay element yeah and that actually didn't come up in the first time we spoke about this oh, new content. <laughs> well we don't have to keep referencing that do we, <laughs> <laughs> we uh, move on move on uh yeah uh, so yes yeah, so there's the quantum masks are in the game and so there's uh, like a time mask which you can slow down time for a few seconds there's one that gives you sort of an infinite spin that just sends you crazy into the air um what are the other two there's one that changes almost like a worldview so you've got some platforms you can't see and some you can and you swap between okay. realities and towards the end of the game and like it gets really really hard by the way at the end of the game there is puzzles that involve using all four of these masks like almost sequentially but you're in midair while you're doing it and so a lot of it is about triggering at the right time and that's where the sort of celeste comparison came from right i mean like despite it being obviously a mascot platformer and crash being like a child friendly character so to speak like these games were never for kids, were they? Because they they have always been difficult, hard. And, yeah, they just are brutal. Yeah, so Crash. Mm. I think Crash Bandicoot two and three definitely toned it down a little bit, and they made it a little bit more forgiving. But Crash one is is a hard game. Like obviously, yeah. mm. a lot of us went back and played last. Was it last year? Or was it year before? Uh, who knows at this they, point? No, I think it was yeah. two years ago actually. Yeah, um, when that came out, and you re- were quickly reminded like these games are really difficult. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot how hard they were, especially like. Yeah, the road to nowhere level. Yes. Uh, if you oh, want yeah, to, classic bridge. I just tried to cheese it. <laughs> yeah. By running across the handrails, but yeah, that level is it's 
it's hard. It's, it's, no, no, way of saying it's it. no joke. Although when you see speedrunners doing it, it looks like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> but, it seems um, like the one thing they've added though to kind of make it easier and, you know, just seeing it online and stuff, they've got the, the shadows now. <laughs> yeah, so well, they had, I mean, they always had the shadow thing, but what they've got now is an enhanced shadow, which is like a little yellow ring that actually show like sort of assists you where you're landing on the boxes. Right, and that, okay. Yeah, you, you're right. Like that definitely makes a massive difference. Is that, like, you is that the game changer off. I need? in order to be well, good. there's also a couple of other things they've added. So actually, I can't remember if they were in the original three, but there was the idea of if you die so many times at a checkpoint, you get given a mask when you start. I think that was oh, in the old okay. games. But that happens every time now. And then if you die a few more times, I think it's like five or 10 times, you right. get a golden mask, which is like two levels of this shield. Oh, okay. And But an extra thing they've added for this game, which is really helpful, is uh, midway checkpoints. So these checkpoints don't exist until you've died a certain amount of times. And if the game realises if you've died this many times, we'll throw in another halfway checkpoint just to ease your journey. very helpful. That was a godsend several times. Sounds like something I might have to make use of. But I would say, even with that stuff, it's still really hard. And and it's an odd one because, like like you said, Cardi, visually it's obviously angled at children, right? It's like, Mm. he's a lovable mascot, right? He's (laughs) He's a manic marsupial, He's a manic marsupial, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I feel like a lot of kids would jump into this game and they would get like you know maybe 10 levels in and then it would just be an impossible challenge for them so yeah, yeah. it feels like some aspects of the platform are definitely adult aimed at do they so is it still largely like your original crash gameplay of run jump spin through boxes like is that most of the levels yeah so the majority is that um like there's the ones they've sort of taken from the originals which is uh, riding an animal like chase ones or ones where you're being chased and running towards the screen like a in the previous game where there's a giant boulder coming towards you there's there's okay. a giant there's t-rex a giant in this ha- one. Oh, spoiler i thought it was gonna be a giant ham sandwich uh there's more than one <laughs> giant thing but it's not a ham sandwich unfortunately but maybe a modder one day can, can fix on. that up for you get it done uh, there's also uh, new characters there's dingo doll and neocortex are playable they're not playable on the normal levels they have like side missions where they get to you get to play them they're a little bit different they have like Neocortex, for example, can't double jump or slide, but he has a ray gun that can transform enemies into different objects. Okay. I, I just want to ask, are you saying Dingo Dial? Dingo Dial, like saying? Crocodile, but Dingo oh, okay. Dial. Oh, okay, yeah. I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> uh, I can't say I pay too much attention to the story and lore, but what I did glean was he's got a restaurant. Oh, okay, that's good. He's got a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, nice. Dingo Dial's restaurant, and then there's a bit where you go in the future, and he's got his restaurant's a chain so in the future. It's a franchise. He said oh, Neocortex good can on transform enemies. Yeah. So what, what does he transform them into? So you can transform into two things. You can transform into a square piece of stone. That's like a platform to you to jump on. But the freaky... just like a big womp from Mario. Yeah. yeah, but the freaky thing is that they've got yeah, they like the womp. They've got eyes, googly eyes, and also when you like jump past them, they follow you as well. It's like it's a bit creepy to be honest. And you can also change them into like a gelatin sort of bouncy platform. But when that's you do that, fucked up. When you do that, they're slightly translucent, and you can see inside. You can see their brain inside it. It's... That's really cruel. This isn't for kids after all, is it? It's like a Dark Souls boss, isn't it? Uh, Crash Bandicoot is the Dark Souls of uh, platform games, is it? Put that one on the the box. Uh, Yeah, no, but overall, like, I think it's really good. I don't think they've taken any, like, huge steps into, like, revolutionising, like, the platform genre, but I think it's definitely more Crash Bandicoot with some modern touches, and if you like Crash Bandicoot, you should play it. Really? Mm. How long roughly was it, by the way? Oh, so it probably took me about 10 hours to finish oh, the good. main game, but then my percentage is like 38% or something. So there's, there's so tons of Are you of going stuff. for that platinum, or is it no. a very difficult one? It is. Uh, so you, a lot of them you have to do levels without dying oh, to get certain things. And that sounds I, rough. Honestly, looking at that now, I don't know how that is possible for some of those later levels. Like Some people will do though. it. Yeah. Did you say night. on like the penultimate level you died about seventy odd times? Yeah, it has a counter in the top right corner of how many times <laughs> you died. It? And then it was sorry, it wasn't seventy times I've died in that level. It was at that checkpoint. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, it, there's a sequence t- towards the end, which is once you master it, is very satisfying. To be fair, but I was just getting so frustrated with it, and I was getting to the point where I was thinking maybe I need to step away from this and come back tomorrow. Ah, uh, refresh your to- mind. Get into yeah, the zone. I, I eventually managed to do it at the end, and there was um, it was a moment of joy when I got past and got to the next checkpoint. I tell you, and so, no yeah, one was there some... to see it. And the thing is, though, that's the penultimate level. Then there's a final boss afterwards, 
the final boss was a breeze in comparison like just <laughs> right. absolutely blew through that no problem i couldn't believe how difficult that level was and there's also um there's these things called flashback tapes which are sort of looks from the past but they're like super hard levels and i've mm. only tried i've only even attempted about three of them and they were all really hard and there's 20 of them do you mean they're like flash like they're levels from previous games no so uh, i didn't explain that well so they're called flashback levels but what they are is like old vhs tapes of when crash bandicoot was originally an experiment for neocortex so oh. yes so it's <laughs> before it's before crash bandicoot one and it's like when he's in his experimental labs like testing him out uh, mm-hmm. so that's what that is um but they are very very tough so there's a lot of challenge there for people who want it there's so much lore nice. to be had in this new crash game oh. it's amazing well do you know what isn't without lore star wars there is oh, arguably yeah. too much i know they had to chunk out chunk out <laughs> chop out a big chunk uh but jesse gomez yes. you've been playing star wars squadrons which i believe you were a little bit excited about oh 100 um I've, I've made it clear just like online and just talking to other people like i've been waiting for a game like this for for years and a game like this was kind of teased back when battlefront got that vr mission on yeah. mm-hmm. uh playstation vr and stuff and that was a little taste of what was to come but this is for me this 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 is what i've always wanted to play when it comes to star wars when i think of Star Wars, i think of those space battles and this is exactly mm-hmm. it but for those who don't know um star wars squadrons is obviously a space combat game and it takes place after the battle of endor so mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's still familiar territory but the cool thing is you is that you have a story which is from the perspective of the New Republic, which is the the Vanguard Squadron. Then you get to play as the Empire, which is Titan Squadron. And you get to customize mm-hmm. your pilots. You have a bunch of different ships you get to fly. It's just, it's beautiful. How long, so it's, interesting thing about this game is that it's cheaper than most. I think it's, is it £30 here? Yeah, 30, I think so. Pounds? Yeah. Um, so that's what I think some people were, a, obviously pleased it's cheap, but also mm. be worried that there's not a lot there. Like, how long roughly was the single player, do you think? So, for me, it took me around seven to eight hours to complete. And another thing that I That's did notice as well that, like, was immediate to me is that there's there are a few reused assets from Battlefront. There's the music, there's a couple sound effects as well. Um, well, there will be, won't there? Cause yeah, yeah. Star Wars. Behind oh, it. no, but it's not the like, Star it's not, sounds, it's not the it? iconic Star Wars music. That's also, oh, okay. like, in the game, but it's music specifically from Battlefront 2 which has been reused in this game. I thought you were like, I was furious because I used a song called uh, Duel of the Fates. <laughs> I want original music. I do want that in the game though, and sadly it isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah even... I couldn't think of another Star Wars song off the top of my head. Oh, yes. theme. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, and I've seen a lot of people as well. Like for me, um, I've played, I've put so many hours into games like X-Wing Alliance, TIE Fighter, all those kind of games. And those were like the... It was kind of like the golden age of Star Wars games because in the late 90s to early 2000s, you had you had KOTOR, you had the early Battlefront, you had these early... Shadow you know, of the Empire, baby. Yeah, you had all those wicked games. Shadow and, you know, since EA, like, was able to grab Star Wars, like, the, as a license, the only good games we've kind of seen is Battlefront 2. And even then, that took ages to, you know, turn around. But this is what, in my opinion anyway, probably the best Star Wars game to come out of uh, recent years. It is top tier. Um, I've got a couple nice. of questions about... So you notoriously like flight games as well. Like yeah, you, I do have to preface that. I'm, I'm a big fan of Ace Combat and any other yeah. kind of flight game. So it's not something that's ever really appealed to me, to be honest. And I mm. did play a tiny bit of Squadrons and it felt a little bit repetitive. Um, so is there much variety in there? Do you, like, what's I mean, the core loop? I mean, that's the thing. So when you're playing through single player, obviously at the end of the day, and you could boil it down to, you know, um, just literally shooting ships but you know throughout the campaign you're either you know chasing targets you're scanning ships you're taking on these massive flagships or you're taking down little supply ships and stuff mm. but i mean it's it's the same kind of loop that you would expect in call of duty you are yeah. thrown into encounters which you know might like you know throw you off because for all of a sudden you might be doing a little defense mission and then all of a sudden the humongous imperial flagship comes out and then you have to deal with that and yeah a lot of people as well they're wondering you know is this too much of a of a simulator game and it's honestly not like that the only thing you have mm-hmm. to worry about um is you are able to direct or divert power to engines shields yeah. and weapons and that's all you really have to manage you don't have to worry about your your fuel mix or anything like that whatever the the star wars equivalent is yeah <laughs> um but it just even when you're playing and i've primarily been playing in vr because that's where i think because 
outside of VR, it just it feels like a really good flight game. But then I think VR really just changes the overall atmosphere when you know, you're playing. I wanna I wanna try it in VR. I know I probably will feel ill after about twenty minutes, but oh, no, I like, need to at least give it a go. Yeah, hundred percent. I would say that like I I can't play it in VR because I get motion sickness anyway. But um, I would say the appeal of the game to me comes from the idea of spectacle, right? And VR yeah. leans into the spectacle of shit. There's a giant star destroyer above me like oh. i'm flying it and then the star wars music's rising that's oh, yeah, kind yeah. of what you're getting out of the experience beyond just a flight combat right yeah and it it is mental like it was really weird so it's i guess it's not much of a spoiler but the game opens with a prologue um and what? you i know it's mental hell, but no, you, you start you start in a tie fighter <laughs> essentially and when i was playing that in vr like i didn't realize how much room is in a tie fighter it sounds really bizarre but just being able to look around it's like it's a humongous ship and i guess it I, it, it makes sense because the Imperials have the money to make like a good ship. But then when I got to the X-Wing, I was like, this is fucking cramped. I feel uncomfortable mate, in this ship. They don't have the money, mate. They're yeah, the I resistance. Know. I have that in VR all the time. I feel like everything feels bigger than it what it should feel. Like, do you remember, like in the uh, the Batman VR game, mm. when uh, I think it's when Killer Croc comes at you. And he's, I mean, I know he's a big dude anyway, but he's he, big, mate. He's big. Okay, like right, I'll change it. Even when, like, I think it's, it's Nightwing or Joker's like at me, they feel way bigger mm -hmm. than they should be. I had it with, Va I played a bit of Vader Immortal as well. Yeah, Vader's when Darth Vader, in that game. When he came up to me, I was like, I was actually like scared. <laughs> oh, no. Because you, you were playing thing. sitting down. You were just, Batman was sitting down <laughs> yeah. the whole game. That's why. <laughs> but it, it's the same thing when a Star Destroyer like comes out of hyperspace and you see it in front of you, I'm like, fuck, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do because I'm in my little shitty X-Wing, which just feels like a piece of crap. And then yeah. you have these mm -hmm. like humongous two-scale ships in VR. And even yesterday, I was playing multiplayer and stuff, which is also another big component. That's probably what people are going to play the most out of Star yeah. Wars. Um, even that, like I thought that was really fun because, and it is fairly basic at the moment though. You have a death match, but then you have fleet battles, which is this kind of like tug of war element where everyone starts in their own capital ship uh, you fly mm -hmm. out and then you have like two little corvettes and you have to destroy those and then it kind of moves like backwards and forward depending on who's getting the most kills and yeah, who's yeah. doing the most damage to your ship uh, uh do they have like hero ships like because that's no. my favorite thing about battlefront 2 is like um no, no. online mode or the, the air mode i should say yeah i get you um, so was playing as like slave one or um Millennium Falcon, imagine Falcon. being yeah. inside yeah. them, that would be cool. So you don't, no, you don't have hero ships, but you do have like really distinct and clear classes when it comes to the ships you're using. So if you're playing as the uh, New Republic, you have the X-Wing, A-Wing, U-Wing, and Y-Wing, and all of those, and you know, the Empire have the equivalent, TIE Fire, TIE Interceptor, mm. TIE Reaper, and TIE Bomber. Um, but <laughs> the, the equivalents of those, like they, they all feel so distinct. When I was playing the tug of war match, you know, I was in the um i was in the a-wing going after the fight so i could help on my team but then as soon as we got given the opportunity to attack the flagship i was like okay once i die i'm going into the y-wing and you know it feels and flies completely yeah, different and you have bombing, that set right? task as well it's, were you it's on, honestly were you on, really uh, cool we on voice chat while you're doing it no no one was chatting and i was like guys what's going on everyone has to say red leader yeah, red exactly. leader red red everyone has to speak like that, that. <laughs> Especially if Red you're ball. using your flight sticks and you've got VR on, you've kind of got to get into character as well, haven't you? Yeah. So you're standing by. I'll be Just going like that. Go. I'll be making use. I'll be making use of the sounds. But it's showing okay. off his little streaming depth yeah, I know. situation. No, here. but on, honestly, yeah, if you're. If you're into Rogue Squadron or just like the earlier TIE Fighter games and stuff, or even just like, you know, Battlefront 2's online flight modes, like you need to give this a go. And the fact that it's cheaper than, you know, it's not going to cost you 60 quid. You have to give it a go. I definitely want to play, especially if you've got a good set, around seven hour campaign out of it as well. In my head, it was only going to be like three or four hours. So yeah, that's good. what I imagined. And yeah. I'm, it's the actual story itself is it a decent Star Wars story? Obviously, it's not going to affect too much because how much can these affect? Yeah, of course. Um, the world of this. It's it's as interesting as you think it would be. And I'm not saying it's crap, but it's the kind of standard fare of what you expect when a story like this. So mm -hmm. you're starting out as, you know, a fresh pilot and you're not given all the details. But as you know, as you go through these missions, you might get a briefing saying, OK, we want to capture this ship for one mission. You do that. And then in the next mission, you said, this is how we're going to use this ship going forward for, you know, whatever fight we're about to have. So you're given yeah. like as you rank up through the world as you show your abilities in the story then you start to know more about what's actually happening in the story but it's it's fairly standard fare for stuff like this i guess nice mm. i uh i'm into it 
Good. I will definitely give it. I've got one last question, mate. Yeah. He's got one. It's going to be something. What other sound effects you got on your little soundboard? <laughs> oh, okay, you know, we, we can we can go through this and hopefully it doesn't blast anyone's ear. <laughs> I want to hear. And by the way, this is fully customizable, yeah, but I'll give you the presets. It's, it's chill, don't worry about it. So right now I can sound like Kylo Ren if you okay. really want to. Are they and all Star Wars based? <laughs> they're all Star Wars based. Uh, no, not really. It's just the voices I can do. And then you have a little bit of reverb. That's just you echoing. That's not Star Wars. <laughs> that's, that's just you in a large hall. That's Darth Vader these, 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 the, these are the presets, yeah. I'm just saying this some of them. This is me standing in an can empty be church. Yeah, exactly. These are all customizable, yeah. I'm just giving you the presets. And then you've got a little bit of a megaphone, which is chill. If you ever need it. A little bit of a megaphone. A little bit of a megaphone. This is my favourite, though. A megaphone that's ironically quieter than your actual voice. And then I can turn into T-Pain. <laughs> can you do the rest of the podcast like that, please? No. No. But yeah, no, there's please, a few other presets, don't. but they are honestly super fucking annoying. Not like the others were. But yeah, I'm, I'm not... Give me a taste of one annoying one. Oh, fucking hell. All right, then. This is going to... Whoever's editing this, have fun. It's me. It's fun. Okay. What's that? What is that? It's really okay. fucked. So these are um, these are presets and they can okay. be customized. Yeah. Yeah. Probably back whatever. on track of the podcast now. Have exactly. you got one that makes you sound like a 1930s gangster from a fake version of Chicago? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, not. No. Can you do that accent? No, I don't want to do Please that. Please do accent. that accent. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else fucking do. I'm not brave okay. enough. Uh. I'll tell you why, because we're going to talk about Mafia Definitive Edition, uh, which I've played the first few hours of. I don't know if anyone else has played any of I've won like three missions in, so not I haven't played far. any of the new one, but I did play it back in the day. But back day. in the oh, day? Cool. Mm. Oh. So I never played it back in the day, uh, so this is my first go at Mafia 1. Mm. And I will say this is an absolutely beautiful game. Yeah. It is one of the most beautiful games I think I've played, and that is... It's peak, I think, because I, I think the story is also very good, by the way, and the way they tell it, the story device of it being kind of all flashbacks into this policeman. I don't know where it goes yet, so yeah. I don't know if it keeps up, but I have heard from reliable sources that it is a good story throughout, mm. so I'm looking forward to that. But I will say they've remastered that world completely, but they have not remastered how it plays <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, that was my fear. <laughs> because it feels like an old game like yeah i like if you wanted a one line about this game i would say beautiful but boring because mm. not that the, the story is good but the actual playing it i'm finding quite dull i'm still only i must be about 10 missions in now maybe eight ten yeah. around that and i'm still doing the same stuff and like the drive i do actually quite like the driving because Though it doesn't handle very well, it is actually realistic for that time, and I think that's quite cool. And yeah. I like driving around that world, but it's that thing of it's not an open world game at all because it is just mission to mission, yeah. and there's nothing to do in this open world. And that, that was the so, same problem that Mafia Two had. It wasn't necessarily a, a problem, I guess, but they have this you know fantastic, beautiful open world, but then the gameplay yeah. itself is so linear. And at least in that's, you know I Mafia think, Three, it was kind of you had the maybe too much of the usual open world trappings because for me like, i couldn't really get into mafia 3 um because of that but with this you know mafia definitive edition it's like it is it's the original but they just it's weird that they haven't added it, extra content exactly that's the thing like they've remastered this really nice open world that has some really nice areas but there's just they've not added anything extra to do in those areas yeah. and i'm not saying just put in like rubbish side i don't know like, I don't know. Like, it's just you want life. Though, it don't feels you? empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like, it looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful. But yeah, it's a bit empty and a bit lifeless. But I will say, like, I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying it for the story. Mm. And yeah, just the shooting doesn't feel great. But it's a, you know, it's a bit weird. And it's fairly lock on. It's fairly GTA style shooting. But I'm enjoying it. But. I just wish they'd done a bit more with the remaster uh, uh, instead of just a facelift. I yeah. do hate that that the what like going back to that open world, that sort of lifeless like when it's a linear game but you're just crowbarring in an open world. Like uh, La Noire was like that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it, I, if anything, just take me 
just give me a linear driving path or just like walk yeah. me to the next area or whatever. I guess yeah. some of it is about escaping. A lot of know. it is just driving in between missions, mm. which... Mm. And a lot of the missions are just driving, especially the first few ones. Yeah. Like You seem to be doing tutorial missions for about the first five missions. Cool. And Over the years, like everybody's refined the process of what these games are, what these open world games are. And the problem is when you go back... You're like it's it's not what you remember, is it? You we, we you want all the modern trappings that GTA have learned over the years. Mm. Mm. It doesn't sound like this has got it. No, it doesn't. I just I think yeah, it's just that weird thing of like driving around the world and no shops, like nothing to be able to like actually customize or change mm. your character, like nothing like that. Like isn't a massive thing, but no, but I would just, just I don't know. That's what I was going to ask. I feel though. like I'm just going to spend. I don't think it's an overly long game, so I'll probably spend however long it takes. Like yeah. But you six, seven, eight hours, and but since you put the since you put the it. most time into it, I was actually going to ask, and you've already kind of answered it here. Because mm. um, in Mafia Two, you have like clothing shops. You can go to like you know customize mm-hmm. your character a little bit. You can even rob the stores. You can you know nick vehicles, sell them, and stuff. But in this, there's there's no money to be there's gained, no right? Money, there's no, no. shops, so, anything, right? If you're pulled aside by the police for a minor crime, you you can pay them off with a bribe. But this is just invisible currency, <laughs> so you might as well just pull <laughs> over and take the bribe, and then kind of yeah, move on so bizarre um but you can customize a little like you have a garage of cars in and you can customize the paint job on them there's like eight different colors you can choose <laughs> right from. okay so, yeah. you know there's something but no i am in a bit down note but i am enjoying it for the story i think more so just because i don't know where it goes and yeah. i'm enjoying the ride but i don't know if this like if you played this game in the past if you loved it mm. then probably play it again because you're seeing it remastered but really if you remember. played it first time around and thought it was fine you will probably think exactly the same thing i do i do worry with uh, the mafia stories that they're kind of they're kind of always the same to a certain degree it follows you know is the rise right so mm-hmm. as you, you go from a little uh, guy who's like in the army or as a cop or on the streets of some kind and he works his or way a taxi up. driver yeah <laughs> and he works his yeah and he works his way up through the ranks, you know? You get told um, not to, mm-hmm. to sell dope. That's not allowed at all. And then someone obviously always eventually does. And that's when shit goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I can't, I can barely remember the original Mafia story. So I, I definitely think I'm going to check it out though. Because I want to see like, it's worth, yeah, what it they've seems done. It's like a good story. Yeah. But yeah, beyond that, I don't know if there's much like replayability at all. Like you can, apart from the story, you can select just a free ride. But there are collectibles, a few collectibles in the world. But... I don't know if all of them are along the mission paths. I haven't really dug into that yet. But It's kind of like the pigeons we'll in GTA you. 4. You have to go hunting for them. Yeah. And I think I did find all of those. But Jesus. There you go. Yeah. Those were the days, weren't they? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Were they? No. <laughs> Probably not. No. Do you know what? I um, recently had the urge to play GTA 4 again. But then I look back and I'm like, I forgot how... It's so tedious at times. Like, that Well, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed story and i would play again but like looking at it again i didn't realize how rough it looks now yeah it's I mean, dated but, i mean it's, it's, a, it's a long time ago now yeah. and um it's very gray also re- very- yeah. the one memory and obviously it's a well known trope like memory of um being phoned every five seconds asking if you want to go bowling with your cousin <laughs> and all the endless like phone calls that you have to just keep rejecting i remember that yeah. being yeah. very frustrating uh and also get that in five a bit as well though yeah, but GTA 5 is a much better game, isn't it? It is much yeah. better. Yeah. You are a chauffeur for half of GTA 4, and it is so long, that game. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it does have the good odd mission. Uh, do you know what isn't a mission, though, and is highly enjoyable? <laughs> the Endless Search. Oh. <laughs> Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Dale's gonna quiz us today. Yeah, well, you say me, but it's actually Stuart Keen. So Stuart is sending an email and he says, Hi, boys. Please see the link below my endless search game. I think you'll enjoy it. I like to call this game and another thing. That's like a cardy catchphrase callback there. You don't say that anymore, actually. When was the last time you said that? A long time well, ago. Well, I stopped it for two reasons. Was that a catchphrase? A, 
uh, oh, before your time. Before your time. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. I just had a little section basically called and another thing where I just like moan about something for a minute. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it lasted that I can't long. just do that for I just can't do that for an hour now um, yeah. but um, A I stopped it because it just sounded quite Brexit-y didn't it um, and <laughs> B uh, and I found out that uh, that comedian Mickey Flanagan who some people like I don't find particularly funny at all had an actual whole tour and a DVD uh, called and another thing Jesus. and it said exactly like that so uh, uh, I was unknowingly ripping off an unfunny man. <laughs> so Stuart has very kindly presented uh, a Google Sheets version or an Excel version that has all Beautiful. the data already. So all I have to do is just Damn, mark it Alex and it oh. fills the numbers in. It's brilliant. Like oh. Dale, Dale took the easy road. Yes. <laughs> Please do this more often because it makes our life simpler. Um, Stuart also said, uh, I simply simply named for two reasons. Whenever you do a quest in a game, there's always another thing you have to do. So that's a clue to what the quiz is going to be. Mm. And two, I used to love it when Cardi always saying, and another thing on the podcast. There we go. You've got a fan. So, lovely. the game. <clears throat> so each clue, and there's five clues for each game, is a quest or a mission from a game. So it's pretty much as simple as that. They're usually a side quest. So it's another thing that you have to do. Okay. So I'm just going to name five side quests. Uh, the scoring system is very familiar. So there's five clues, five for the first one, four for the second, and so forth. Okay. And we've got what looks like five games. Yeah. Sweet. So let's go for it. <clears throat> oh, should name oh, Almost read out the game. It's one uh, of them Road to Nowhere from Crash. <laughs> I imagine it is. I think it's very much uh, side quest based though, as opposed to like main uh, missions. Okay. So clue number one, a strange kindness. Fallout New Vegas. No. <laughs> Damn. GTA 4. No. GTA 5. No, it's no GTA. The Getaway. Uh, that doesn't have side missions. No. I noticed last week on the quiz, who was doing it? Was it Joe? Where even if you'd get that was the... was me. Was it you? Yeah. What do you want to say? Here we go. I'm going to give you some harsh truthers, right? <laughs> when, you got the seri- <laughs> when you got the series, you wouldn't even get... Oh, was this the week before? Got the series, wouldn't even give a hint of that it's in that series. Like, say if it was Bioshock like 2, you'd say no to Bioshock. Oh, yeah. I said it once. Yeah, but I... You say I didn't give a hint. I was given a look with my eyes, uh, I'm sure. Because uh, <laughs> I think like, people can get lost and go off on another tangent. Yeah. But anyway. It's up to you. If you, do, if you say Bioshock Infinite and then don't say Bioshock, that's you, on you. That's not on me. <laughs> oh, right, okay. that is, uh, <laughs> well, I'm not that kind of quiz master. <laughs> okay. Clue number two. Magicians for sport. Oh, Red Dead Redemption Fuck. 2. It is Red Dead that. Redemption 2. Cardi, I'm going to put a little X and that's question four. <laughs> Next one. Clue number one. Never trust children. <laughs> Which is a Fucking good game life motto. Uh, uh, bully. That could also be a Red Dead. What did you say, Caddy? Nah, I said Red Dead again. Oh, okay. uh, it's, not, it's not that, mate. And it's not it's bully. Not, it's, oh, damn. What was it? Never trust children. Yep. Gay hmm. sex. No. Which are three? It is Witcher 3. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> just getting big open world games. <laughs> just nipped in there, didn't he? Cheeky I was gonna I was gonna say Fable because you do play as a kid in that at some point, I is think. That, I never trust you. Cardi I don't know nine, what mission that is. This has to do with the baby doing shit. Demon baby oh, demon fetus. I haven't been reading out the rest of them. Red Dead Red 2, uh, the other ones were Farming for Beginners, Welcome to the New World, and Outlaws from the West. Mm. Uh Witcher 3, the rest are The King is Dead, Long Live the King, Family Matters. A frying pan, spick and span, and the Battle of Kaer Mor- Morin. I don't know. Kaer Morton. Family Matters is the is the demon fetus one. I could play oh, that game. Oh, wicked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Clue number one: Rigor Motors. Oh. Oh. Driver San Francisco. Did that have a side mission? It's, it's driving San Francisco. <laughs> Be. Wait, rig o mo- GTA motors? GTA 4? Like, rig and motors. Right. Is it GTA 4 or GTA 5 or GTA 5? It's not a GTA. Is that Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas? No, it's no Fallout. Sorry, I should, I should <laughs> cut you off when you... Elder Scrolls okay. Oblivion. <laughs> no. Um, okay. The car in, isn't it? I'm moving on to the next one. This one's trickier until it gets to Mad the final Max? clue. No, it's not Mad Max. Oh. The final clue gives it away, but we'll get to that. 
Hopefully. Uh, clue number two, full metal jackass. Mm. Hmm. Well, blank expressions here. Oh, Jesse might have something. He's lost it. Simpsons yeah. hit and run. It is Simpsons hit and run. Because I played this, I played, oh, it, nice. I played it like a year and a half ago on stream, so I remember that. I remember. <laughs> nice. it. Uh, the other clues were lab coat caper, monkey see monkey doe. So you might have <laughs> that one. And petty petty theft Homer was the last one. That is a good. Where's the remaster of that? Come on. It does. It doesn't need one. But would that need? I've never played. Re-release them. Where's the re-release? Would that RPS? would that need a remaster where they changed the? Would it need a mafia one with a new coat of paint, or would it need like from the ground up? It's really I'd fucking hard at the end. To be honest, with a, a lick of paint. Yeah, yeah I'd. And um, road rage, bring that back. Hmm. Okay, next one. And I almost just said the name again. <laughs> I wish they weren't at the top. Contain yourself, Dale. Uh, clue number one: Hammer and Forge. One rings a bell already. God of War? No. Ghost of Tsushima? It is Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, that is it. Get in there. I haven't even finished that game yet. (laughs) So the other ones were From the Darkness, A Gathering Storm, Eternal Blue Sky, and The Tale of Lord Shimura. Oh, that would have been Uh, a good bait, innit? We're on to the last one, and it is nine all, by the way. Oh, no. (laughs) So whoever gets this What a battle. Is it going to be FIFA? Was there be FIFA what? side me? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, in the journey, maybe. I don't yeah, know. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> side mission. <laughs> uh, okay, clue number one: the forgotten. Got a what? <laughs> no. Fallout Three, Fallout Four, no Fallout, Fallout New Vegas. Oh, fuck. GTA Four, no, GTA, no GTA. <laughs> oh, the forgotten. Yeah, the forgotten. <laughs> Batman Arkham City. No. Arkham Knight. Right, I'm, mo- I'm moving on because you're just guessing open world games at this point. Ah, could have been. Could have been. Uh, Into the Borderlands. Uh, Is it Borderlands 2? Bo- it's not Borderlands. Bo- <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Is this Mad Max? No. Uh, uh, Breath of the Wild? <laughs> no. This one rings a bell. It's not even out yet, but I want to say Cyberpunk. No. Clue number three: the face of the face of extinction. Horizon. Oh, Zero Horizon Dawn. Zero Dawn. Oh, oh my god! Mate, I, know, I know I said that first. I know I said that. No, first. I don't Are you think fucking you did. Kidding? It's hard <laughs> oh, because when you both talk, you sort of. It's hard to tell who's talking. <laughs> Mate, I blatantly not... said that first. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did, bro. What are you on about? What? <laughs> right, Dale, when you sync this up, just put mine a second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's call it. Let's I... call it a fair, a fair tie. Let's be honest. Well, we need we need a tiebreaker of some sort, Dale. Just just come up yeah, with a question I, of something. I need a tiebreaker, I... don't I? Um, what? Name a side quest from GTA 4. Just name <laughs> a side quest. <laughs> just name. Let's go bowling. I'm sure that's a fucking quest. <laughs> no. No, I can't uh, verify this, so that's not going to work. Yeah, let's, let's just go for a nice honourable tie. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? There's We're no draws it. in war. There is a draw in this war. There we go. <laughs> 12 all. Although I, I definitely said it slightly. Oh my, I wish I was, I wish I was screen capturing. Well, 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 Jesse, it's almost like we're not recording we're this, We're recording. <laughs> recording this. Listen, that would have been the evidence I need. I, I don't have uh, a horse to back either, so I'm going to sync this up properly and then we'll find out in the edit, won't we? We'll let, I might uh, even we'll slow it down and, and we can have a, have a little lesson. Okay. The, the audience, after this, the audience will know who won. All right. Horizon, oh, Zero Horizon, Zero Horizon Zero Dawn. Jesse was first and is this week's winner. Okay, mm-hmm. it'll be a surprise. <laughs> uh, the other oh. two were The Womb of the Mountain and The Proving. Nice. Cool. Uh, thank you very much to Stuart Keane for sending that in. That thank you that very much. That was really fun. Uh, yeah. Please keep sending we do like all the endless searches please keep sending them to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com even if we don't use them right away we do know they exist mm-hmm. so do not fret Jesse you've got some feedback yep this is from uh, Craig with the subline big sandwich he says 
Hi chaps, love the podcast, been listening since 2014 and never miss an episode. Just wanted to offer my example of a big sandwich. All you need is two... Whoa, 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 this is key. This right. is already straight from the puff. We um, we we did specifically say giant sandwich. Um, I, I actually need to know the, the background on this. Why are we well, talking about you sandwiches? You need to listen to the podcast is what you need to do. I talk to, to you guys every day. Why do I need to do that? <laughs> so, you know things like, so you know things like this. Um... It was just in last week's end of search. One of the clues was giant hand sandwich, and <laughs> young Matthew Perso was very distraught by the image of a giant hand sandwich. Uh, kind of so we, we're about. asking for people's big sandwich stories, giant sandwich stories. This is possibly the most partridge ever be. <laughs> Please send in your giant sandwich stories. <laughs> All right then. Uh, What's your favourite filling? <laughs> <laughs> so Craig goes on to say, "All you need is two thick." cut slices of fresh white bread a mini chicago town pepperoni pizza with the crust cut off then what? finish it off with brown sauce hp or daddy's i don't mind if you want to be really greedy the pizzas come in a pack of two so you can go Jesus. for a double decker bad boy thanks That's for everything you do you've recently inspired me and some you... friends start our own podcast well cheers for the feedback craig and good like, luck on your I'm, own podcast i'm not you know i'm not a snob about these things like i do believe that most things if you want can go in a sandwich mm. A pizza does not need to go in a sandwich because it is fundamentally kind of a sandwich anyway. Can you have have the pizza and put some extra topping? I'm trying to say like that ends up being a calzone, right? Because it's just yeah, just have a calzone. Why is he cutting off the crust as well? Like you still got bread on the base. yeah, but is it I too get... much, too much crunch. Pe- pizza crust. Mean, are we is... cutting off the crust of the pizza or the bread? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, with Chicago the crust town cut off. pizza. The crust yeah, off. yeah, cutting off the crust of the pizza. Yeah, but I guess the crust what's of the pizza has too much of a crunch compared to like the. It's almost like it should be eaten by itself. Get, <laughs> get, a thin, get a thin cut pizza then, and you don't need the big thick crust. Yeah, but and, does Chicago like, Town pepperoni do thin crust? Because that's obviously an issue. No, the little mini ones are, are like little deep dish ones. Oh, aren't they? right, okay. And they're very saucy, so I don't. <laughs> why are you putting brown sauce on a pizza? I don't know. What's going on here? It's, this is it's um, not something I'm ever interested in doing. I don't get me wrong. I love this email, but I'm also very disturbed by it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pizza and a sandwich. Yeah, that's madness. Is there a difference between HP and Daddy's, by the way? It's... I don't like brown sauce, so I couldn't tell you. Isn't right, it just a branding thing? Yeah, yeah, but you know, it, might, it has a little slight different taste, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a brown sauce person either, so. Fair enough. Probably get some. Negative feedback for that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right, okay. This is from David Langfield. Hi, lads. Good stuff, etc. and so on. <laughs> right. Your chat on wet eggs and giant sandwiches reminded me of several things. The first of which is the greatest subway order I've ever overheard, which was simply sharply barked, no wet veg. A rule yeah. I think we can all abide by. <laughs> What's wet? Like what? What counts as wet? Do you wet count there? that as like tomato? I I thought he meant like you know when you've boiled some vegetables and they come out and there's still a bit of water residue on them. Oh, I think I'm more on just like yeah tomato like cucumbers. Oh, kind of okay. a bit so wet. boiled it's... vegetables do they have in Subway? They have boiled asparagus for your sandwich. Yeah, I feel like lettuce, lettuce is safe, although lettuce is sometimes a bit wet if you've washed it. Maybe but you're right, Kelly. Like, Maybe it does mean like a type of vegetable that is consistent. Yeah, like a tomato or a cucumber. Yeah, yeah that's more. How wet is a cucumber, though? Anyway, maybe it gets onto this. Depends. Depends what you're doing with it. Um, right. I would also like to discuss. A, oh, so he doesn't get onto it. <laughs> that was it. The wet veg thing. Uh, I would also like to discuss a sandwich I have personally experienced, which is, which is gargantuan in so many capacities. It requires a thorough crushing before it can be eaten by a mortal man. It is, of course, the shooter's sandwich or the fat man, which I later christened it <laughs> for reasons I'll explain. Jesse, why are you highlighting suit? It's a shooter sandwich. Don't worry, mate. I'm not. I'm not googling anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Fucking hell. <laughs> take mind. a loaf of bread, perhaps your standard household rye cob, cut clean off the top and scoop out a good deal of the innards. Meanwhile, you're searing two high quality fat steaks of your own standard household stove on your own household stove. Spread the bottom of your cob with mustard and add steak on one pink side of medium and dripping from the pan with the breasty nest. On top, add a fried shallot and pepper. Bready nest. Yeah. Breasty nest. Is that what I said? <laughs> I think, well, I think well. you just said breasty nest. <laughs> I thought I said bready, but I'll... 
Add a French Maybe I heard that and you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. And a pepper mix, though any vegetable mix of choice will do. The no wet veg rule still applies. And then add the other steak, liberally spread with sauce or seasoning of choice, and pop the bread lid back on. It's like is this podcast like Bake Off now or something. We're just getting recipes. Yeah, I love it. Artisan sandwiches. Then comes the big crush. Wrap in greaseproof pea, <laughs> greaseproof paper. paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then twice in foil, bind with string, and then crush the fucker under a chopping board with weights, tins, books, whatever you have handy, what? and wait a day. A fucking <laughs> wait day. Wait like a, a day. <laughs> is this in? Sorry, is this in the fridge as well? Oh, like, sure, you're keeping this in the fridge for a day. You're not just leaving it under some books for a day. <laughs> Madness. I remember the day in 2011 when I made this specifically as if it was the day that my Fallout 3 save file corrupted 50 hours in and I had otherwise nothing to do but stare at my shooter sandwich as it crushed itself delicious. I renamed my shooter Fat Man in honour of my fallen game and it will be it, and it will be known as henceforth. Once crushed, the shooter sandwich can be cut into dense, delicious slices to fit a large pocket. Oh, <laughs> someone walking around like down Hagrid's the street with a crushed sandwich. sandwich in their pocket. It's my fat man in my pocket. With all the steaky flavours concentrated in one eager, yielding slice, which can be enjoyed over many lunches. I ate <laughs> it in two sittings. I highly recommend doing exactly that. Thank you, David. But there's two whole steaks in there. I would as well. <laughs> <laughs> when when yeah. it says you need to crush it, yeah, are you just leaving yeah. like the books or whatever on top as it crushes throughout the day, or are you just doing one big crush? It sounds like it's a I slow think you're leaving way. it on there. Yeah, yeah. I think you're just leaving it to be crushed. Death That's basically dinner, though, isn't it? Right. I'm. I used to do that all the time as a kid, but just with a normal sandwich, like put some crisps in it and then just kind of flatten it. Oh with yeah, my but hands. that's standard. Like, You're not like going absolutely ham on it with fucking like, books and a chopping board. There's oh, no great. ham in it, mate. It's steak. It's no... Yeah, classic. <laughs> it sounds uh, like a monstrosity. That's um. Not, again, I don't know if I agree with this, but I appreciate the email completely. <laughs> it does sound nice, though. To be honest, I mean, yeah, any sort of steak sandwich is going to be good. Yeah. Uh, crushed or not crushed Um, I have an email here from Charles who says hello all I'd just like to start this letter off by saying that listening to the podcast is an absolute pleasure to listen to Uh, I'm a long time listener but first time writer I've been rather consistent listener since my dad first got us listening to the Rebel Base podcast but it hasn't been until now that I've truly been compelled to write in while the pick and mix talk from a couple months ago was intriguing Hearing the call for stories about giant ham sandwiches has truly provoked action. <laughs> this was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> this was the tipping point. But first, I'd just like to say I was disappointed by the premature dropping of the castle metaphor. Yeah, I understand that sometimes a sacrifice has to be made to keep everyone sane. Mm. I forgot I even started the, podca- the castle metaphor. No, no metaphors today. Yeah. As with most stories, this one starts at a table and with a simple question. Will you give me your yogurt if I can eat my ham roll all in one? <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. This sounds like some primary school shenanigans. It, I hope it's primary school. <laughs> <University>. <laughs> last week. Yeah. I didn't know it then, but these words would be my downfall. As my friends and I around the table, the wager had been set, and all that was left to do was get a Warburton's white bread roll, which was stuffed with ham, of course, down my gob. Far too confidently, I pushed it straight in. My first mistake. I'll spare you all the gritty details, but the abridged version would tell of many moments where I thought I was going to throw up and end with a ruined pack of the wipes. <laughs> of, of, of wet wipes? I don't know. Uh, what yeah. wipes? What do you mean there? Of the of wipes. The wipes. <laughs> <laughs> While this story isn't particularly about a giant ham sandwich, I'll let it off. I think you'd all be surprised how big a Warburton's roll feels when it's in your mouth all at once. I don't think I would be surprised because it's probably about the size of your fist at least. And I don't know about you. I've definitely tried putting my whole fist in my mouth before. I don't know if you can... I'm just going to breathe past that. Uh, I don't know if you can actually get a bread roll in your mouth in its entirety you'd have to like put it your fingers, like stuff it, it in with fingers though, oh yeah you'd it? have to stuff it if, I'm guessing it's a soft one yeah but are you doing the sideways configuration or are you just going straight in that's the question. Have to, it sounds like it just went all in, just went in. You have to go <laughs> into in. your cheeks a little bit don't you? and just really yeah, yeah. Ram, ram it I, in there you know if that goes horribly <laughs> wrong you could die 
Yeah, but it's worth but, it for the yogurt, though. <laughs> it depends what yogurt it is, though. Well, here we go. Thank you very much for reading my cautionary tale. I hope that you've now heard my story. None of you will endeavour to make the same mistake. P.S. I didn't get the yogurt. So they, they so, treated you like some kind of sideman, even though you well, weren't I don't all know. the way in. We, we're yet to actually confirm, did manage to eat the whole amaral, or did it have to come out? Did it have to just simply come out? Cause, yeah. I want to know the time frame, though, like... Were you at university, or was this yeah. back in the day? The primary school. Also, I'm imagining like ten year olds. Tell, tell <laughs> us I bet it's a lot older. Tell us what <laughs> yogurt it was. Was it a crunch corner? Uh, I need to know if it was worth it. Oh, I haven't Ooh. had a crunch corner in a long time. Got a couple yeah. in the fridge. They are good, aren't they? Have you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what uh, flavour one? An assortment, mate. I went for all sorts. An assortment. I always like the little one, the little like vanilla and chocolate ball ones. They are they are classic, but you know what? Iceland have a wide selection, so you have to get them all. Oh. What's the and one? A toffee hoop. The one that's like strawberry, that's and then it's like little white chocolate balls. Or is that the strawberry cheesecake? It might be strawberry yeah, cheesecake. That is. one is delicious. That was good. They're basically there. Yeah. What's your What's favorite, your favorite yogurt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got any, please send in more giant sandwich stories and. Crunch corner stories. <laughs> no, I want to know what your favorite crunch corner story, is. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite crunch corner? And uh, if you were a crunch corner, what would you be? <laughs> <laughs> cornflake one, please. definitely the cornflake one. Uh, yeah. Um, please send that into ign underscore uk feedback at ign dot com. That was a pleasure. Mm. What music should we have? Uh, some Star. Should we have some Star Wars music? Why? Not, why not just run a nice little crunch corner advert? Get, get you want to listen to a Crunch Corner advert? Okay, yeah. I'll see if there's any of those on YouTube. <laughs> if not, we're going for. Actually, didn't Robert De Niro do some Warburns adverts? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll we'll play either a Crunch Corner or a Warburns advert. Maybe both. Either way, have a lovely weekend. Bye. Now, once we've taken care of the competition, ashes to ashes, crust to crust. All we gotta do, sit back and watch the dough roll in. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. You're looking at the new boss of Bolton. Sounds like a great movie. What movie? How does it end? Not well. New Warburton's Bagels. Don't forget about it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.